a spectacular play turned in by Bellinger. A remarkable catch by oh, Mookie Betts. Taylor, Taylor who makes diving catch. He got this right here. Put the work in. Put the work in. Drive all the left and deep. And This, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Your pregame look at the L.A. Dodgers as we take you to first pitch. Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck is presented by Chevrolet. By New Roads. UCLA Health. Keeping you on top of your game. Children's Hospital L.A. From colds to cancer. We got this. The second eye-popping play. Wow. WSS. For all your footwear needs. Proud partner of the Dodgers. Shakey's Pizza. Get more meal for your deal at Shakey's today. And by your SoCal Toyota dealers. We make it easy. Now your host for Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. How do you not love him? Tim Cates. Hi, everybody. Welcome in to Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Hope you're enjoying your Saturday afternoon. Your Los Angeles Dodgers, 94 and 43 on this season. First place atop the NL West. Their magic number to clinch the division remains at six. After losing in extra innings last night in San Diego, the Dodgers look to get back on track in what is a marquee pitching matchup on this Saturday night. Julio Urias goes for the Dodgers. Blake Snell on the mound for the Padres. First pitch from Petco Park is coming up at 540. Coming up over the next 60 minutes here on Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck. we got a lot to get to. We're going to hear from Dodgers manager Dave Roberts. We're going to preview this pitching matchup in 30 minutes. Your chance to play the Six Flags Wicked Good Play of the Game. Contest as Fright Fest is back at Six Flags at Magic Mountain. David Vasse goes one on one with Freddie Freeman. Shortly, we'll hear from last night's starter, Dustin May, who went five innings in a no decision. And in just a couple minutes, we'll send it out to Rick Monday and Charlie Steiner at the booth at Petco Park. Well, last night, rain delayed the start of the game for about 45 minutes. Once it started in San Diego, Dustin May battled through some control issues as the Padres would end up winning in extra innings. Dustin May. Fourth start since returning from Tommy John surgery. It was a little up and down. Five innings, four runs, five hits, three strikeouts, but also walked three and hit a batter. The Dodgers offense, though, gave Dustin May some early run support to work with. Top of the first, Freddie Freeman went deep. Here's a 3-1. A high fly ball in the right center field. It's well hit. It's on its way, and it is gone. A home run. Freddie Freeman with his 18th home run of the year. A powerful blast over 400 feet into right center. And the Dodgers take a one to nothing lead. How about 446 feet in the right center field? His 18th home run of the year. Dodgers the early one nothing lead. That lead, though, didn't last long. In the second, with two on and one out, Dustin May left one over the plate for Trent Grisham, who hit a three-run home run down the right field line as the Padres took a 3-1 to lead. In the third, the Dodgers offense getting after Padres starter Mike Clevenger again. They loaded the bases with one out. Freddie Freeman, a sack fly, scoring Cody Bellinger. Dodgers were down only three to two. The very next batter, Will Smith, an infield single down the third base line. That scored Mookie Betts. Dodgers tied the game at three. Then in the top of the fourth, former Padre Trace Thompson gets his former team with a home run. Now Trace Thompson with a fly ball to left field. It's well hit. It's got a chance and it is gone. Trace Thompson, who was released by the Padres in April, comes back and 
hits a home run in his 63rd game with the Dodgers. That is his ninth home run, and the Dodgers reclaim the lead. It's 4-3. to three. Trace Thompson, the solo home run to the left, his ninth. Dodgers take a 4-3 lead. As Charlie mentioned, Trey started the year with the Padres. They designated him for assignment. He went to AAA with the Tigers. The Dodgers got him, and they're certainly glad to have him. Dustin May with the lead in the fifth when things got away from him. A one-out walk. Then Manny Machado was single to right. Mookie Betts had to go off his glove. Then his leg. That allowed Juan Soto to score all the way from first as the Padres and Dodgers were tied at four. May was able to get out of the inning and keep it tied at four. The Dodgers bullpen took over. Caleb Ferguson, a scoreless six. Chris Martin, an inning and two-thirds scoreless innings of work. Phil Bickford got the final two outs of the eighth. Craig Kimbrell was able to let it go with a one-two-three ninth. The bullpen did its job. Only problem, the Dodgers offense unable to score after the fourth inning. Dodgers and Padres remained tied, so they went to extra innings. Dodgers couldn't score in the top of the tenth despite a free runner at second. In the bottom of the tenth, Heath Hembry on a relief. Jake Cronenworth with a RBI single scoring Juan Soto. Padres walk off the Dodgers last night, 5-4 in 10 innings. With the loss, Dodgers fall to 94-43. and The magic number remains at 6 to clinch the division. Tonight, game 2 of this three-game series in San Diego. Julio Urias on the mound. First pitch from Petco Park is coming up at 5-40. And with more, we welcome in Rick Monday and Charlie Steiner. Guys! All right, Tim, game two of the three-game series. It's the Dodgers and the Padres last night. The Padres in 10 beat the Dodgers 5-4, to four, so the magic number remains at 6. 25 games remain in the regular season, 24 days. And the Dodgers at 94-43, and 43, an 18-game lead over the Padres. So it's just a matter of time as far as the Dodgers are concerned. The Padres battling for a wild-card spot. They're in a reasonably comfortable spot as we begin play today. But looking back on last night, another curious performance for Dustin May. Again, not a question of great expectations coming off the Tommy John surgery, but once again it was command and control rather than velocity uh, for uh, Dustin May last night. Yeah, 46 pitches over the first couple of innings of a ball game. That's way too many, even though he struck out each of the first two batters. But even when he got ahead in counts and quickly 1-2 and two or 0-2, oh then you look up a couple of times, it goes full count 3-2. and two. Yeah, But the Dodgers have to figure out a couple of other things. And what do they do and do it better with extra inning games? Because if you look at the 10th inning last night, talk about being mysterious. You had the placed runner, that being Cody Bellinger, who can run with uh, the best of them as far as speed. He's at second base, and then you have really the fearsome threesome. You have Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, and Freddie Freeman coming on. You figure, hey, look, this is going to be good for at least one run. Well, they went three up and three down, even though Freeman hit the ball to deep center field for the third out in that 10th inning. But the Dodgers just, uh, for whatever reason, they scratch, they claw, but they come up empty too many times in extra inning games. The Dodgers, of course, lead the majors in run differential by 297 runs. The Yankees are next with 104 run differential. So the Dodgers, 93 runs better than, in fact, the second-best team. Yet in one-run games, inexplicably, the Dodgers are 12-13. and 13, And as you mentioned, in extra innings, they're 4-7. and seven. Yeah, they're going to try a little different lineup tonight with the left-hander Blake Snell on the mound. Chris Taylor gets another start, and they're hoping he can start making some contact. That has been a major, major issue 
Hanser Alberto will start at second base. Trace Thompson is in center field. Ballinger not starting against the lefty, and Austin Barnes will do the catching with Will Smith as the designated hitter. But this Dodger ball club, too, Charlie, they've got some guys in the lineup that they need to start concentrating on making better contact because, well, if you look at postseason play, you're going to face the best of the best, and you've got to make better contact than what some of the guys are doing. Blake Snell makes his 20th start of the season for the Padres. The lefty is 6-8, a 373 ERA. Julio Urias, who has evolved into the ace of the Dodgers staff this year, making his 27th start, 15-7, and seven, a 229 ERA. We will detail that pitching matchup a little later on in the hour, Tim. All right, thank you guys. Coming up here on Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck. We'll hear from Dodgers manager Dave Roberts. David Vassay goes one-on-one with Freddie Freeman. The very latest on Blake Trinan, who is suffering from some discomfort in his right arm. Again, David Vassay will have more on that. Hope to get some comments from Dave Roberts on Blake Trinan. The Dodger reliever will break down this pitching matchup. Your chance to play the Six Flags. Wicked good play of the game contest is coming up, but up next we'll hear from last night's starter, Dustin May, as we lead you up to first pitch from San Diego on this Saturday afternoon. First pitch at 540. Thanks for being with us. I'm Tim Cates, this Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Dodgers on deck, y'all. On the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. Dodgers and Padres on this Saturday afternoon, early evening. First pitch coming up at 540. Julio Urias and Blake Snell set to do battle. Dodgers baseball is brought to you by Cars for Kids. Your trusted charity for car donations also accepts donations of boats, RVs, motorcycles, and real estate. Call them at 877-CARS-FOR-KIDS or online at carsforkids.org. That's cars with a K. The Dodgers lost in 10 innings last night, 5-4. to four. Dustin May got the start, gave up four runs over five innings, had some control issues. After the game, he caught up with David Vassay and the rest of the media. Dave said he was pleased that you found a way to get your command back after the beginning part of this game. How did you feel about the command once you got through maybe the first couple of innings? Uh, I mean, I felt like the command was alright. I just kind of got a little squirrely in the second inning. I was just kind of throwing stuff like not really where I wanted to um, but outside of that I thought it was definitely a half of a step in the right directions from the last one this this is a process still at this point is it difficult for you to not get overly frustrated when things are not maybe going the way that you exactly want them to uh, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say frustrated I mean I'm, I'm putting myself in a lot of bad situations getting behind counts and for one, not fielding my position. I mean, that's that's got to be better. How would you overall assess these four starts and what you've been able to gather about yourself with this little post-surgery? Uh, I mean, they've got progressively worse, um, but this one was better than the last one, so I uh, just got to build off that. you think you had Myers struck out? Uh, I thought I did. Looking back at it, I, I thought it was, but, I mean, it's, you can't change that. So. I'm not feeling it on that dribble. Would the wet grass play a factor at all in there? Was it just, what would you explain, just try and be overly aggressive on that when you're charging the ball? Yeah, both of them. I just, I was trying to, I was just trying to catch it before I caught it, and I just can't do that. Just got to wait on it. 
All right, there's Dustin May. He'll get a couple more starts before postseason baseball, so hopefully he can get back into form before October. Still to come here on Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck. We'll dive deeper into this pitching matchup. David Vassay will go one-on-one with Freddie Freeman. But up next, we'll get you an injury report, and we'll get the pregame thoughts from Dodgers manager Dave Roberts. It's the Dodgers and Padres on this Saturday. First pitch from Petco Park is at 540. I'm Tim Cates. This is the Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for LA Dodgers baseball. It's the Dodgers and Padres from San Diego. Game two of this three game set Julio Urias and Blake Snell, the pitching matchup. First pitch coming up at 540. The LA Dodgers injury report. Brought to you by UCLA Health. The official medical partner of the Los Angeles Dodgers, Blake trying in his right forearm. Tightening up again, he threw earlier on the field under the supervision of the team trainers and coaches. We'll find out what the latest is coming up on that. The official medical part of the Los Angeles Dodgers, of course, is UCLA Health. Max Muncy uh, had a quarter zone shot in his left knee. He could come back tomorrow is the soonest. David Price on the IL, the left wrist inflammation. Gavin Lux still bothered by the sore neck. He had a quarter zone shot last homestand. He is starting to do baseball activities. Tony Gonsolin on the IL. Bruce Dark Ratterall, Yancey Almonte, the Dodgers with three relievers on rehab assignments in Oklahoma City. All three getting really close to coming back. Tommy Canley, Victor Gonzalez and Danny Duffy. Let's head down to San Diego, get the pregame thoughts from the Dodger skipper. Anything else for Dave? Dave, do you think... Other questions for Dave? Dave, can you just describe... Dave, can you talk about the pressure? In the dugout with Dave Roberts. Dave, pretty good uh, pitching matchup today between uh, Julio and Snell. It's going to be a good one. we got two left-handers with good stuff. Um, you know, uh, I think Julio's been throwing the baseball as well as anybody in baseball gosh for since the break um even before the break actually um and blake snell's just got big stuff and you got to sort of corral him and and uh you know there's strikes in there there's um, balls out of out of the zone that are that look like strikes so obviously really good stuff and we got our work cut out if you go all the way back to last july for julio it seems like that's when he started to take it to another level do you can you point to one or two things of why it's gone to this level for him um i i think number one is that his just his mentality is is uh you know up there with some of the some of the best that i've ever seen um but also i think that if you're talking about last july that's when he modified the delivery and just got into the stretch uh he cleaned that up uh with him and mark uh, in a bullpen i recall and so just simplifying things just kind of made the delivery a lot better um, and more consistent. Blake uh, can shape his curveball a couple of different ways. Have you have you started to notice starting pitchers maybe attacking your lineup uh, with more off-speed, knowing that your hitters like to hunt fastballs? Um, yeah, I think that's fair. Um, you know, the challenge is that they still got to strike it or if we can take it to win pitches – get into good counts, but I do think that the league understands that we like hitting the fastball. <laughs> Part of the Cy Young conversation, do you think Julio should be? He should be right there. I, I thought uh, last year, I thought he was slighted as far as being a part of the conversation, um, and this year he's backed up another with another really good year. Um, and uh, I think he's, his name should certainly be 
Um, with all the kind of the numbers that guys look at, I think they all kind of, with what he's do- done his season, uh, is worthy of the conversations, no doubt about it. You talk about his mentality, like, do you think part of it is that he was a little unsatisfied with the way this season started and how he was a little bit up and down the, the first couple months and missed the All-Star game? And I, I think that, it, you know, to be quite honest, I think that Julio is using um, some of the uh, lack of, in my opinion, lack of recognition as fuel. And um, I think all players have some sense of what fuels them, and I believe that this is part of his uh, fuel. I know he's been through amenable being used different ways, like last postseason, postseason's past, but how much do you feel like that, being that game one starter, is something that's motivating him to sort of prove himself that he's that type of guy? Um, I, I don't think that that's motivating him. I, I think that that's something that he wants to finish the season off strong. Um, he wants to start in the postseason. I don't think it's one of those things where he's saying, I want to start because in game one, he, he's going to start a postseason game for us, and he's going to pitch well. That's what he wants to do. So I don't think that's saying, you know, because a game one of the postseason, you know, that changes the next series. So, But, again, that's still my expectation, though, as I sit here today. Blake was throwing today. Did you get any reports on how Trinan's doing after not using him and letting us know about the arm soreness? It, it's still sore, so um, not great, to be quite honest. All right, there's Dave Roberts. Yeah, not great. In the last 60 seconds, the Dodgers just announcing that Blake Trinan, Dodger reliever, has been placed on the injured list with a right shoulder tightness backdated to September 7th, so the earliest he could come off the injured list is September 22nd. That would give him about two weeks to get ready for postseason baseball, assuming he comes back without any tightness in that right shoulder. So a setback for Blake Trinan. He had come back and now going back on the injured list. Blake Trinan, right shoulder tightness. The Dodgers have recalled right-hander Andre Jackson from AAA Oklahoma City. So certainly more on that coming up during the game and after the game as well. We'll get comments from Dave Roberts. All right, when we continue here on Dodgers on Deck and down the dugout, of course, brought to you by Alignment Health. Get the freedom you deserve with Alignment Health Plan's AVA PPO plan. Visit alignmenthealthplan.com today. Up next, we check in with David Vassay. So we lead you up to first pitch. Dodgers and Padres on this Saturday. First pitch from Petco Park set for 540. I'm Tim Cases, Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for the blue all season long. Looking to sell your junk car? Jose Mora here. Pick your party of Southern California's leading car buyer paying top dollar for your vehicle today. Call 800 962 cars and let Pick Your Part hit a home run for you. It's the Dodgers and Padres on this Saturday night. Julio Urias and Blake Snell, the pitching matchup. Game two of this three-game set. First pitch coming up at 540. Joining Tim Cates on Dodgers on Deck. I accept everybody for who they are. This is Dodger insider David Bassett. All right, David, the rain is blowing through, and in comes Julio Urias. And don't look now. He's been one of the best pitchers, not just for the Dodgers this year, but how about all of baseball, Dave? No doubt, Tim, and it's not just this year. This goes back to the beginning of July of last year. Since then, Julio has the most wins in baseball, has the lowest ERA in baseball, and one of the lowest whips 
in baseball. He has pitched 238 innings since the beginning of July 2021. He's 35-10, and 10, his ERA is 216, and he has 227 strikeouts. And need I remind you, he was the only pitcher in baseball last year to win 20 games. And many analytic people out there believe wins do not mean that much. Well, the last time I checked, winning games was the ultimate stat, number, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And the reason why he was able to win 20 games last year, yes, run support. No doubt he was a beneficiary of a lot of run support last year. It hasn't been the same this year, but he still has 15 wins. But he stays in the game longer and controls the fate of his own game. And that is part of winning 20 games. Fernando Valenzuela uh, up in the media room at Dodger Stadium to this day still says, why would I want to hand the ball over to the bullpen? I want to control whether or not I win or lose. And Julio has that same mentality. So this is not something that just started this year, Tim. This goes back to last July when he closed out the second half of last year undefeated with an 11-0 record, and he has carried it over into this year. Dave's brought to you by Ford. Now during the Ford Summer Supercharged Sales Event, rev up your summer with great offers on select Ford vehicles. You'll not only bring the fun this summer, you'll supercharge if it's your local Southern California Ford dealer to learn more. Julio Urias for the Dodgers. Great pitching matchup in general, Dave, with Blake Snell going for the Padres. Yeah, my guy, Snellzilla. I've gotten to know Blake over the last two years, and I have been trying to convince him that throwing 100 pitches in five innings, even if you get 10 or 12 strikeouts, is not ideal. But that's the one thing that holds Snell back from going to the next level. And quite honestly, might be a big reason why Julio Urias has bypassed him as one of the best lefties in Major League Baseball. Now, Blake's a big-game pitcher, Mm -hmm. and he has told me repeatedly he loves facing the Dodgers. It just takes him to another level. So he is um, somewhat of a very effective pitcher against the Dodgers. I would assume tonight you're going to see a lot of his variations of the curveball because the Dodgers have not proven to the rest of the league recently that they can hit off-speed pitches. So expect a heavy dose of off-speed from Blake Snell because that has been the game plan against a very fastball-hungry Dodger lineup. One final thing, Dave. Gavin Lux not in the lineup again. How's the neck? Well, for the first time since... uh, being on the shelf with this neck injury, he was out here playing catch, doing some pregame work with Dino Ebel. We'll see whether or not he comes out here for batting practice, but I guess that's a good sign he was out here actually throwing the baseball. But like Dave Roberts said yesterday, I wouldn't expect him back before the Dodgers get to San Francisco. All right, Dave, great stuff. Looking forward to your conversation with Freddie Freeman coming up in just a little bit. Dodger fans, I need three contestants because it's time for the Six Flags Wicked Good Play of the Game Contest. 866-987-2570. You predict the player in the inning. The most wicked play will happen today between the Dodgers and Padres. And if you're correct, you're going to get season passes to Six Flags matching out. 866-987-2570. Don't forget Get Fright Fest is starting at Six Flags Magic Mountain. Dodgers and Padres, first pitch from San Diego is coming up at 540. I'm Tim Cates, this is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. As we were saying, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on Deck on the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. Dodgers and Padres, game two of this three-game set from San Diego. Julio Odias and Blake Snell 
the pitching matchup. First pitch coming up at 540. This <laughs> is the Six Flags Wicked Good Play of the Game. All right, we have our three, our two contestants ready to go here on this Saturday. Miguel, you are first up. Miguel, go ahead. What is your guess? I got Justin Turner in the fourth. Justin Turner in the fourth inning. All right, good luck to you. Speaking of Justin, Justin is our next contestant. Justin, welcome. What is your guess? I'm going to go Freddie Freeman in the seventh. Freddie Freeman in the seventh inning. All right, good luck to Miguel and Justin, our contestants in the Six Flags. Wicked good play of the game contest. A world of fear awaits as Six Flags Magic Mountains Fright Fest. Select nights through Halloween with 14 terrifying haunted houses and dare to enter scare zones. Visit SixFlags.com for spooky deals on tickets and passes. All right, the push for October baseball is on. The Dodgers road to blue October. The Dodgers with the best record in baseball, best record in the National League in 94 and 43. The Atlanta Braves now have the second best record in the National League at 87 and 51. They've got a half game lead over the New York Mets in the NL East. The Mets are winning their game right now. Braves are in action tonight. We'll keep you updated on the postgame show as the standings develop. The St. Louis Cardinals got an eight game cushion over the Milwaukee Brewers in the NL Central for the third divisional spot. As for the three wild card spots in the National League, the New York Mets now have the top wild guard spot. The Padres and the Phillies have the other two wild card spots. The Milwaukee Brewers, three and a half games back for that third and final wild card spot. Remember, the top two teams in the American League and the National League get buys in the wild card round. So right now in the National League, the Dodgers and Mets are those two teams. The Dodgers are driving towards a blue October, just like Californians are driving to beat COVID-19. Let's continue to stay healthy and strong. Get boosted. Visit myturn.ca.gov to find a booster near you. When we continue here on Dodgers on Deck, we'll check in with Rick Monday. So we're leading up to first pitch from San Diego, Dodgers and Padres. I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on Deck. Dodgers on Deck, y'all. On the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. Dodgers and Padres on this Saturday. Julio Urias and Blake Snell, the pitching matchup. First pitch coming up at 540. Big news, Blake Trinan placed on the injured list with right shoulder tightness. Dodgers baseball is brought to you by Shakey's, home of the original pizza, chicken, and mojos, the triple play of flavor on game night. Feed the group for about 10 bucks a person only at Shakey's. Still to come, we'll get you the keys to the game. We're going to hear from Freddie Freeman, but first... And now, joined by David Massey, here's L.A. Dodgers broadcaster and World Series champion Dodger, Rick Monday. Good news, Rick. There's no rain in the forecast today. A long night here at Petco Park. One thing Dodgers and Padres don't have to worry about is the weather getting in the way. You know, David Bassey, you are a man of many talents. And when Charlie (laughs) Steiner and I turn around and we see you with a coat and tie on, we know that you're double dipping. Not only are you doing an excellent job, probably an Emmy Award winning nomination (laughs) for your radio stuff, but you're also transiting over to, uh, to television again today. And we just, uh, we're just we just very happy to break bread with you because we always find something out, something of uh, worthiness before uh, the game starts from you. Well, you'll hear something more coming up after us. Freddie oh, so Freeman is going to join us. Okay. It's a nice little tease for uh, Freddie Freeman. What a job that he has done. Put some numbers together with, with Freddie Freeman also uh, before today's game, uh, actually this morning. You know, you start to look at uh, with runners in scoring position. You know, it's a high average to begin with. Then you start to put in perspective how well he makes contact. You know, runners in scoring position, he's only struck out 16 times the entire season. 
So he puts the ball into play, gives a chance to uh, to be able to score some runs. And uh, then you look at what he's done. You know, he talks about going the opposite way. He's at 37% of, his, of every ball that he's put into play. That's the opposite way. That's 10th best. But with runners in scoring position, or even with runners on base, it's 365. And he comes up with runners on base a lot because he has Messrs. Betts and Trey Turner in front of him. And with those two guys, the way they can run, that, that has been really a dominant trio in Major League Baseball this year. Certainly. The big three, the Dodgers have the best trio in all of Major League Baseball. And what's so refreshing, Rick, in this day and age of hitters thinking about their mechanics, Freddie thinks about the team and he thinks about the situation and he thinks about what is needed for that particular moment. I would like to know how he envisions the strike zone, his strike zone, and how much it changes as far as availability of pitches that he might be offering at if there's runners on base which he's high percentage of the time versus no one on base he doesn't seem to really get out of the zone too much i'm not talking about the strike zone itself swinging at pitches out of the zone as far as the prep the theory and then the execution once he gets to home plate it's pretty well entrenched to what you're going to get from freddie freeman which is not easy at all because there's so many things out of your control as a hitter uh, the pitch, what what is the pitch, the velocity, the location, everything else. And then if you are successful at hitting the ball, there's guys out there with gloves. They can catch it. They're pretty good. Yeah, they sure are. And the one thing about Freddie, Rick, that I've gathered this entire season is he's his own hitting coach, not at bat to at bat, but pitch to pitch. The other part that I see with him, because I watch the dugout a lot, and he's always, if he's not hitting or on deck, He's always observing. He's always looking. He's always collecting information about the pitcher, whether he's going to face him in another 15, 20, 30 minutes, or if he's going to face him tomorrow or the next day, or if it's going to be in two weeks. Freddie Freeman pays attention, very close attention, to what's happening on the field. He does not always go to the electronic devices and say, oh, let me review my last at bat where I hit the ball out of the ballpark, and oh, it went 425 feet. He's constantly observing, constantly really collecting information that can help him. It's funny you brought up the iPads. Freddie Freeman was one of the most vocal Dodgers early in the season to say, let's get rid of the iPads in the dugout. There's only one iPad in the dugout now, Rick, and Freddie was a big advocate to get rid of those. Yeah, I I think of a hitter, if you're going to check it and see if your interpretation of the strike zone was more accurate than what the call was by an umpire. I get that because that's a learning situation. If it's just to review what you just did, oh, my goodness, you hit the ball really hard on a pitch right down the middle. Well, that's a pitch you should hit hard if it's right down the middle. I I don't disagree with Freddie at all. I, I think it has become a distraction. I know over the years there's a few players here and there that really didn't pay attention to what was happening on the field because they would run underneath and look at video of themselves versus trying to prepare or maybe even help the team because Fred, Freddie Freeman also goes and talks to other players during the game on his observations of pitchers and or defense. No doubt. And there's only one iPad in the dugout now for hitters to micromanage their swing. Rick, thanks a lot for checking in with me. 
I appreciate your time as always. Oh, you're going <laughs> to cut it short, huh? Oh you, oh, you have TV time in front of you. <laughs> Tonight's Dodger Game Plan is sponsored by California Community Colleges. Create your game plan for life with a college education. Enroll today at ICanGoToCollege.com. We'll check in with you and Charlie a little bit later, Rick. Oh, thanks, David. <laughs> Tim, we'll send it back to you. <laughs> All right, thank you, guys. Still to come here on Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. We'll get you a preview of tonight's pitching matchup, as David mentioned. Rick and Charlie will have the keys to the game coming up shortly. But up next, go high and tight. Freddie Freeman to Dodgers and Padres. First pitch at 540. I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for L.A. Dodgers baseball. Dodgers and Padres on this Saturday afternoon. Julio Urias and Blake Snell, the pitching matchup. First pitch coming up at 540. Still to come, Rick and Charlie will get you the keys to the game. I'll dive deeper into this pitching matchup. But first, David Vasse. And now, what will likely be Vasse fielding insults from a Dodger player. It's an engagement of endearment. This is high and tight. I am honored to be at the altar of hitting with one of the best in baseball in the house of Tony Gwynn, the great Freddie Freeman. Thanks a lot for the time. Thanks, David. Appreciate it. I know uh, that's a big name to throw at yeah. you, but you seem to have the same headspace that Tony Gwynn used to have. Uh, I mean, I don't think you can put me ever into Tony Gwynn. Tony Gwynn is Tony Gwynn for a reason, um, but you know, I do love hitting. I love the art of hitting. I love talking about hitting, so um, you know, it, it's been a pretty good run right now going on so far. At this stage of your career, mm-hmm. how do you keep this going, and how do you evolve and adjust? Well, I mean, every year you, I just try and be a consistent baseball player. That's it. Uh, try and do everything well, running from running bases to fielding, all that kind of stuff. But um, obviously the one key thing is hitting. Everyone cares about the hitting. So, um, you know, I, I've always, like, average is not talked about as a big thing these yeah. days because of all the analytics. But... In my mind, if you hit 300, you're doing a really good job, especially if I play every game hitting 300. That means it's usually 180, 190 hits. You're getting on base. You're scoring runs for your teammates. Um, so I, I just love to hit 300. And to do that in this game, it's you, you, you got to for me, I got to use the left side of the field. And it's just to be consistent. So Dave never has to worry about me. You know, you just pencil me in and just be good. So that's my goal every year is for the, Dave Roberts, not to worry about me and just pencil me in and just let me go. Well, you have such a great spirit about the game of baseball. You just talked about me, but you're never thinking about me. You're always thinking about team. Yeah, if uh, you got to think team first in this game. Obviously, it is an individual thing, but mastered around a team sport. Um, but, you know, the, the key thing in this game is if there's a guy on second base in the house and you move him over, you're helping your team. That's the whole thing. It's not it's not David Vasse winning a World Series, the Los Angeles Dodgers winning the World Series. So we gotta work together as a unit and I think that's what we're doing so good this year. Do you believe that the group of players you have now something clicked maybe in a hitters meeting in Cincinnati I've heard about where they started to realize it's a unit. It's not just Mookie, Freddie and Trey. Yeah, I mean I, I got asked about the Cincinnati hitters meeting, but for me it's it's what we do every day in a hitters meeting. We've been talking so much more um, externally throughout the course of the season. It's obviously this day and age, there's a lot of iPads. There's a lot of analytics and, and stuff like that. But sometimes if you hear something from your teammate, that could make you click and go. And I think as the season has gone, we've got a lot more external 
um, as a, and it, it, it shows. And then when you get external, you start talking, you create, create friendships with your teammates, you start, you, you start pulling for one another even that much more over the course of the year. And when you lean on someone in June, it's easier to lean on them in October when you need to lean on your teammates to win a World Series. So I think that's what this team's done so well is we became a unit so much stronger and a lot quicker because every year you're going to have new players. Like I was a new player. Trey came over in midseason last year. There's, there's a lot of moving pieces, and to be able to form a unit as fast as we did, I think that's why this team's so special. Freddie, usually when you go viral, it's not for good reasons, <laughs> but you went viral for a great reason when you were describing base swing versus a swing how proud are you that you're able to put that out there and maybe influence other hitters yeah i mean i i love this game of baseball obviously i i love teaching my kids and then obviously when you talk about hitting you might be able to help other people out in this game because you're just trying to make this game better for the next generation because you know i'm not going to be playing this game forever so i do love talking about hitting and for me the base swing is what i try to take into every single game some days I might feel good and might be able to bring my A swing out, but like I told you before this interview, we forgot to bring a rollaway bed for Charlie, and Charlie slept in the bed with my wife and I last night, so there, it, I didn't sleep very good. So today against Blake Sinell, I'm going to try and bring my base swing in, which my base swing is a line drive to left field and let the righties do damage. So there's just days you got to be able to bring that base swing in, and then if you feel good, then maybe you can, and you're in a good situation that you can potentially bring out the A swing. But if you bring out the base swing over a course of 162 games, for me, I think the uh, good things will happen over the course of the long stretch. Dads always have to wear it. Dads always get the rollaway bed. I know. I I, I should have I should have just called at one o'clock in the morning to get myself a rollaway bed. But no, we're okay. I feel good. We're, we're, I mean, it's tough to not feel good in Southern California. Yeah. Hey, before I let you go, I gotta let you know this. One of your old mentors, Ira Green. Okay. I've been letting him know that you're closing in on Sean's LA Dodger doubles record. Is that a thing? If for me, it is. Okay. So Dodger record. What's the Dodger double record? You don't want to know that. Well, no, I don't, actually. Um, but you are getting closer. Getting close? Yeah, so I warned Ira. I was, told I was at my career high. I tied my career high, so I know that's 44. Yeah. So, man, Sean was so good, wasn't he? It was a pleasure to watch him, and um, we'll see if we can catch him. All right. I let his dad know, your old mentor. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for catching up, and today I felt like I had my base swing with you. Yes, I, hopefully I can bring it in at 540 tonight, too. <laughs> there he is, the man. Great on and off the field. Love, Freddie Freeman. Thank you. Thank you, David. Appreciate you. Thank you. All right. What a great guy, Freddie Freeman, on and off the field. What are the good guys out there? Dodgers baseball brought to you by Metro, celebrating the real MVPs of Los Angeles. Our bus operators, remember to thank your drivers. Leading up to first pitch on this Saturday, Dodgers and Padres from San Diego. Up next, I'll dive deeper into this pitching matchup. I'm Tim Cates, this Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for the blue all season long. Dodgers and Padres game two of this three game set from San Diego. First pitch coming up at 5:40. And now, before the Dodgers hit the diamond, we look at the pitching matchup. Presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers. New vehicles like sleek new Camrys are arriving daily at your Toyota dealer. To see all offers or find a dealer near you, visit toyota.com. They make it easy. Julio Urias on the mound. 
for the Dodgers, 15 and 7 with a 2.29 ERA. He has thrown his hat now, name it of the hat as far as Cy Young Award in the National League. The 26-year-old left-hander making his 27th start of the season. He's 11 and 1 in his last 13 starts with a sub-2 ERA. He's currently amongst the National League leaders in ERA first, wins third, batting average against third, and WHIP second. He has limited left-handed hitters to a 188 average and has kept righties to a 199 average. Last time out, six innings, one run, two hits, two strikeouts, and a win over these Padres. This will be his third start of the season against them. He is 2-0 with a 164 ERA in 11 innings in his career, 5-1 and with a 240 ERA. He'll be facing Blake Snell, 6-8 and with a 373 ERA, the 29-year-old left-hander, seventh season in the big league, second season with the Padres, was with the Rays before that. Make his 20th start of this season, last time out, six innings, one run, four hits, ten strikeouts, and a loss to the Diamondbacks. It's his eighth career start against the Dodgers. Remember he faced the Dodgers in the World World Series way back when he's one and zero with a one seventy six ERA in his second start this season against them. Amongst all active pitchers who have made at least seven starts against the Dodgers, Blake Snell's one seventy six ERA is first amongst all active pitchers, while his one eighty two batting average against the Dodgers ranks second. How about that? Julio Urias, Blake Snell, the pitching matchup, Dodgers and Padres. We are fifteen minutes away from first pitch. Keys to the game are next. I'm Tim Cates, this is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. As we were saying, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on Deck on the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. Dodgers and Padres on this Saturday night. Julio Urias and Blake Snell, the pitching matchup. First pitch from San Diego is coming up at 540. Dodger fans, when you need the very best care for your child, go to Children's Hospital Los Angeles. Rank number one in California for pediatric care. Find the right doctor at chla.org. All right, before first pitch, let's head back out to Petco Park. Go to the booth. A final check-in with Rick and Charlie. Guys. Yesterday and last night's rains have come and gone, and so now it's a beautiful late Saturday afternoon. The Dodgers and Padres get ready for the second game of the three-game series. The Dodger magic number remains at six after their 5-4-10 inning loss last night. And tonight, Julio Urias, 15-7 and seven, a 229 ERA, and opponents hitting just 196 against him. Blake Snell, not a bad year. 20th start, 6-8, and eight, a 373 ERA, a tough lefty. And he has held opponents to a 231 batting average. Yeah, both these guys are on pretty good rolls since the All-Star break. And for Urias, he's 7-1 and one with an ERA just 1.1 since the All-Star break itself. He's 2-0 and oh in the starts he's had against the Padres this year with a 1.64 earned run average. It's going to be interesting to watch Urias look at some numbers today. The fastball itself, he throws it 50% of the time. And it's only a 176 batting average against. A lot of guys can't stay off that high fastball. Is it a strike? Is it a ball? Is it too high or not? Well, for Urias, hopefully he's going to be uh, right on the money with that pitch as well. And for Blake Snell, since the break, nine starts, he's 5-3. and three. He has lowered his ERA at a no decision against the Dodgers. Five innings of work, but he's one of those guys, Charlie. First pitch of an at-bat, he's been hit at a 429 clip. Is he going to be aggressive again tonight? And can the Dodgers catch up to the good slider that Blake Snell throws? Dodgers playing the Padres tonight in the second game of the three-game series here at Petco. 
Lineups and first pitch coming up. All right, first pitch. When we come back, the Dodgers' magic number is six. They cannot clinch in San Diego. Soon as they can do it is in Arizona on the next leg of this road trip. Rick and Charlie have the call. When we come back, Dodgers and Padres, Julio Urias and Blake Snell, the pitching matchup. I'm Tim Case. It's been Morongo Casino. Dodgers on deck on the Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. Enjoy the game, everybody.